0: Hello everyone, welcome to In the Neighborhood with your hosts, Tim Johnson and Stacy Borjo. Together they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations, businesses and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacey Borjo and Tim Johnson.
1: Hi, Stacy. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you, Tim?
1: Doing well.
0: Can you believe it's December?
1: Uh, it's been a year that we have been in this studio. A so year. One year.
0: Wow. Yep. Time flies when you're having fun.
1: And we've been doing we've been doing this um, well for the second half for a little over three years, and we started in 2011. So we've been doing this quite a bit, quite a while.
0: Cheers, my friend.
1: Cheers. Hey, you're <laughs> There we go. Uh, we are in the neighborhood. And again, the design of the program is that it's like a friend was in the neighborhood, happened to come in, we're sitting down at the table and have a discussion. Um, and today we have a new friend, uh, Pamela R- Rumba. Rumba, like All the right. dance. Uh, from Commonplace. Yes. Welcome.
2: Thank you very much, and I feel in the neighborhood. I've been in this neighborhood for, I'm not going to say how long, but my whole life, pretty much. So, yeah, I'm glad to
0: be here with you all. So tell us what Commonplace is.
2: Commonplace is a fantastic uh, place that serves adults and young people and has been doing so since 1967. Um, It was started on the south side back in the day. Uh, by a gentleman who attended the church that we're now located in so there was a major transition Um, but prior to 67 this gentleman Dick Tunks, had a wonderful idea and that was as he looked at the folks around in the academia um, in the neighborhood who were non-academic he felt that they were all struggling with poverty because they really needed the academic support and especially that they needed to learn to read Mm -hmm. so commonplace has been the heart for reading and learning to read, and improving your academics, and obtaining your GED for adults since that time, really. Um, To come in there, uh, step into it, two years ago as I did, I was really glad I was a Peoria girl, because I knew folks who had attended there, and I had been blessed with the opportunity to meet Dick Tunks, like in 1982. And truly, he, um, he kind of reminded, the day I met him, in all fairness, he reminded me of Jesus. He had really long hair. He was working a construction kind of thing, planing like a carpenter. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't, st- he was very gracious and said, good morning, everything. I'm fixing this door. And at that time, they had a neighborhood uh, program, which helped to bring people in contact with commonplace. And he was there doing that. And the following year, um, he passed away, and so I always felt blessed I got to know this guy that really had, you know, picked this agency up and, and really started with one, you know how you hear if someone has one good idea and they follow that idea, there will be, you know, fruit? This was like that. He really has done an, an amazing, his, his idea. Uh, over the years has just served so many people so well. So that's really the heart of the ministry there. It's it's literacy. It's reaching out to folks. There isn't a fee ever for anything whether we do, but we do so much more than that now. But that's the heart of it.
1: Where are you located?
2: We're at 514 South Shelley, um, which is on the south side. We are at the heart of 61605 mm-hmm. um, we are in a church that was built in 1916 and at the time of the founding of commonplace it was turned over to dick tunks for a dollar the church was moving to another location that was out north mm-hmm. and the congregation no longer needed the building so they were given for a dollar a three story brick building Um, The sanctuary is now our meeting room for large classes, complete with a stage, um, and a choir loft. Um, The pantry, major pantry uh, storage, is on the third story, which makes no sense. But that's the (laughs) biggest room that is um, available for storing canned goods and things like that. And that serves the emergency need in the neighborhood and also a food pantry that we have every week. Um, we serve uh, many needs of folks in addition to the fact that they need to learn to read. But the pantry serves about 200 people a month, and that relates to four or five people in the family at home that are eating um, nutritional food because we provide that. So it's, a, it's pretty awesome. They can Hungry people don't learn well, and so yeah. we kind of try to fill other needs other than just the, the reading
0: aspect. Wow. So I bet that it takes a lot of volunteers to run Commonplace.
2: Oh, we couldn't do it without volunteers. Volunteers are our lifeblood. Um, in the morning when we open the building, our folks, usually the folks who are attending, either arrive by bus or they're walking in. We are that kind of centrally located place. Our volunteers, though, come from all over Central Illinois, and they are the most faithful group I have ever met. Um, they take care of each other if a flu bug hits, like, you know, today we were short a few people, I think I told Tim on the phone, um, but people going, oh, I'll step up. And someone who come, you know, doesn't come all the time is there for a sub. And all of the teachers roll in and they take their classes. Um, Class sizes range from one or two to twenty. And so it just depends on what stage you're in, and in your learning. Um, some of the folks come to us and they may have had careers, been uh, machinists or something like that. They know their trade and they've retired. And then you say, but how did you do all this when I mean, you test them and they're reading at a second or third grade level? And you say, oh, I, they say, we watched the bulletin boards. And they have other little clues that have helped them to. You know, work all these years, serve their families. We have amazing clients. Um, I sort of am telling the story of one who is with us now, uh, started in May, and his goal is to read Christmas stories to his great-grands when they come up from Mississippi for Christmas. And he has picked out certain books that he wanted to learn and has gone from reading at a second or third grade level to reading at a sixth or seventh grade level, which is unbelievable. And he's the one that says, I used to watch all of the people I worked with and I would watch their faces. And when they were concerned, I would sort of go find a friend and say, what does that bulletin board, what What are you looking at? What's the problem on the bulletin board? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. And then the friend would say, oh, you know. But they had no idea that he could not read. Or not read well enough to be sure that You know could do things it affects everything when you can't read Um, Mm -hmm. You don't feel welcome. You feel always like there might be something in a group And there's an insecurity that comes with it. You feel as if there is um, Something that group knows that you don't know Mm -hmm. and so I think these people are tremendously brave I think they are tremendously wise in many ways Um, I think they see things sometimes that the rest of us who do read don't see um, But I really love it when they succeed and meet their goals and the whole place you talk about our volunteers Our volunteers just go crazy when someone succeeds at their goal or when they succeed in getting their GED I mean we celebrate that like it is you just got your masters or something, you know. We just really and really, I think sometimes it's so much more difficult to get that GED just mm-hmm. because of where they have to start from. Um, so we're proud of everybody. It's pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. Sounds like you have quite the family down there. We
2: do. We have. You asked about the volunteers. I think they number about a hundred and forty-six volunteers, all told, Mm -hmm. and then um, there are, are 126 current adults that are in the program learning. Not all of them come to Commonplace. Some of them are meeting possibly up the hill at Starbucks, or they're meeting at the Lincoln Branch Library. That's a popular place. But they are getting the same services from their tutor. That just might be a more convenient place, or they might afraid of crowds and so if they're just in a quiet little place, they they might be better off there. Um, But we make sure that everybody feels part of commonplace. We have um, dinners and banquets and special events and things like that so that our folks aren't just reading with us. They might be learning nutritional skills, Mm -hmm. learning how to shop, learning how to cook with us. They might be doing some other things. Um, Some of our ladies, I've benefited from um, a group of men who volunteer to change oil and do the kinds of things that I do not know how to do. <laughs> there are probably women who do, mm-hmm. but I don't, and a lot of these ladies don't either. So, mm-hmm. if they if they do have a car, upkeep is expensive, mm-hmm. and so they try. This group tries to help every little way they can. So that's another benefit.
0: That's so sweet. I think so too. So you guys are keeping food on the third floor? Is that what I heard you say?
2: We have an elevator. And goods. We have we have an emergency pantry that is on the first floor. Okay. But storage wise, when we look at, you remember this was built in 1916. Sure. You know, yes. so which I'm when just we, thinking
0: stairwell being even more rickety. oh well
2: there if you use we would <laughs> very true um, the stairwell one of the stairwells is extremely narrow and we avoid it mm. but you can when you see that part of the hallway you can just picture ladies in longer dresses Mm -hmm. and you know more petite going up for quiet I mean the building has some pictures that go back in time like that so it is fun to see what we used to look like Mm -hmm. and what we are like now Um, but the third floor elevator that's a very important thing Um, (laughs) we have folks that work with us from Midwest Food Bank and from Illinois Harvest and folks that are community churches that will have canned good drives and mm-hmm. things like that. So storing that and having it accessible is really important. So we use the third floor for the things that we think are going to be here for a while. And then there is a first floor access. We're not totally crazy. There's a first floor access for the emergency pantry and for the weekly pantry. And so not everything goes upstairs.
0: <laughs> so. What kind of things are you needing for your pantry right now oh thank you for asking that's good Um,
2: all year round we need canned protein meat like Mm. tuna and chicken and things like that we always need uh, vegetables that are canned but we've been blessed with refrigerators and freezers Um, so the pantry is able to do a lot more in the way of nutritional food not always canned things that may have salt so we um, we accept uh, frozen meats We accept uh, fresh produce all year round, you know, and some folks will just go shop on our behalf on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. and come in and bring the fresh things that we would, in the winter, when it's like this. Otherwise, we benefit from uh, Grace's Table Ministries and Grow, who are actually located in Edwards and they bring in food for us. The produce is fantastic. And there is never a lettuce leaf left. the folks that come to pantry are grateful for all the frozen meat and the canned items and all of that. But we have a big table of produce, and it has been our our goal because we have so much um, so many folks with health needs, mm-hmm. diabetes and other things, and they really need fresh fruit and fresh vegetables. and so we have two tables of both, and that's a lot. So
0: that's yes. a beautiful thing.
1: So when I was growing up, I was a few years behind. Reading of my classmates. So it, it affected me mm. quite a bit. So uh, reading gives confidence. It does. Especially, it does. If, you know, you're reading in front of people. Today I still have problems reading in front of people just because of being a kid. Mm-hmm. Because you
2: remember those things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's the hardest thing, is folks have gone through things, um, they carry that with them, so really when they come in our door, we do everything possible to make them feel like they are a hero the minute they walk in the door. Because truthfully, walking in the door and asking for help, you are like 90% there. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest thing. Asking for help, receiving it, that is tough. So
1: So I, I bet you you can see a difference in people oh, when they learn to read.
2: Oh, we do, we yeah. do. Um, we have a gentleman that really came to us I think three years ago, and he has gone through the program. He has gotten his GED. In his case, there is an expungement that's needed for a past, and I might say very silly, felony that is one that you think, really? Um, So he is my poster child for someone who really, really has a heart for work, has wanted to get a job. The reading held him back, the GE not having your high school diploma held him back, and this particular thing took place way back in the day. And now he is a gentleman nearing 50. Um, he will receive this expungement. He will be able to apply for work with that GED. He, I've been there two years, and I have seen that transformation in this particular person in two years. It is remarkable. I just gave him a hug this morning. when I <laughs> He's just, he's grown so much, and his confidence and um, He shows up all the time as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. He is gracious and encouraging to the other people who are coming in the door brand new, or if they're continuing on, he's like, you go for it. Um, He's just really become this awesome, involved, community-interested person, and we had a graduation um, of a group not too long ago, and he stood up to uh, give the invocation, And I told a pastor who was present that he had some competition going along because this gentleman, he was super articulate. He was just fantastic. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's a transformation. His main tutor often just looks at him with tears in her eyes and says, I remember when and I see now. And it is the most remarkable thing. And that's the thing for our volunteers. Mm-hmm. I think the reason they continue to volunteer the way they do, whether they're in the youth program or whether they're in the adult program, because we have both, um, they, they see this transformation and it's priceless. There is no paycheck that equals that. Mm-mm. So
1: it's if, life-changing. If you ever wanted a reason to volunteer, mm-hmm. Making a difference in somebody's life is probably one of the biggest. Mm
2: -hmm. It is. And you see the one person but there's always a trickle down. Mm -hmm. Um, If you affect the life of one adult, then you're also affecting their children, you're affecting their health and the health of the children because mom now or dad is now comfortable to ask questions of the doctor because they can read what the diagnosis is, they can read what the, or almost read, what the prescription, I can't. You know How do you pronounce that (laughs) medication? But they know what it's for. Right. And they know that they're being treated. They can read how many times they're supposed to take that. We have adults by day in this program. But when school lets out, we have kids, lots of them. Right now we are serving 82 kids in an after-school program that starts at 2.45 and 3.45 and ends at 6. We serve a hot meal every day, um, a dinner that we would all love to enjoy, and fresh snacks like strawberries and cheese and things like that after school. So those kids come in, but then either they learn about us through a parent who may be in the day program, or the parents who bring the kids, or grandparents who bring the kids after school, or pick them up rather, because most of them walk in. Um, those parents are people we reach out to for the adult program. So one program really feeds; the programs feed each other mm-hmm. um, in terms of, of bringing people to
0: us. So it's it's wonderful. You had a topic you wanted to cover. We have two minutes left. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, it's you so can't. Much fun to you talk cannot to.
2: learn without feeling you know fed Mm -hmm. and you cannot learn if you're cold and last year one of our furnaces died so we cannibalized it and we made the other one work but both of them are ancient i mean ancient i think they are i want to say 40 years old and that they're way beyond their shelf life so we have a program that we are starting running right now calling um, turn up the heat on literacy and we mean it intentionally i mean it is true last year we had the kids bring sweatshirts and leave them there wear their coats i have pictures of my kindergarten and first grade classes last year wearing their coats having their mittens on and holding books and i didn't set it up it was the real deal Mm -hmm. Um, we had days we couldn't count on the furnace well we don't want that to happen again And we had a jump start with the early, we had a wonderful fall. Then all of a sudden we had our snow and our blizzard and all that kind of thing. And um, it really brought it to the forefront that we needed to do something about this furnace. So turn up the heat on literacy. We accept donations online. Um, Folks can call me and ask me more questions about it. Um, we do have a timetable. We want to get them installed before February, um, and we're praying it'll be sooner if that furnace goes out. Um, but we really are, are talking to everyone we can in the community about this. The cost for those furnaces is between 24000 and 30000 to replace both of them, mm-hmm. and they're very necessary. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. We can't teach adults, and we can't teach kids, without turning up the heat on literacy and replacing the furnaces
0: so what's that website where they can go and donate it would
2: be www.commonplacepeoria.org they can email me they can call me at commonplace i'll be happy to talk to anyone about it okay thank you
1: awesome so if you want to volunteer check out their website Um, there's a lot of different things that we can um, you can find on our uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. talking about ways to volunteer and get involved. Um, you know, Peoria is such a, has such a heart, and it does. we've really seen that. And it's it's really cool to be able to see um, all the things that people do. But there's always room for more volunteers at the table. Um, so this time of year. Especially. Especially is the time to really get motivated and get involved. If you can't do it during Christmas, start next year with a plan to volunteer somewhere and get involved. Uh, We are in the neighborhood on WPEO, on YouTube, Facebook, Peoria Life, and a lot of different places. Hopefully you can find us. um, Send us a, a Uh, email send us uh, a comment on our pages and we'd love to hear from you if you know of another organization we're setting plans for next year and make sure you tune in to our youtube page on december 17th uh for our open table we'll be broadcasting from 10 a.m to 3 p.m uh Five hours of broadcasting, and we have a lot of friends coming in. Uh, You're welcome to stop in and help us trim our tree, uh, put a little (laughs) ornament on our tree, and, um, yeah, just have a good time. We're here with Pamela Rumba of Commonplace. Thank you you so much.
2: Thank you very much, both of you. you. This is wonderful. We're glad to talk to you. (laughs) PeoriaLife.com